Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an episode of the Instant Replay. I'm George Quay. Nasakaraga here. All right, we're back with another episode of the Instant Replay, except this time we are going to be talking the NFL because there's no NBA going on. And I think, Nasser, you can agree this is definitely one of the most exciting days of the sporting year. Football is back. Yep. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, obviously, we didn't cover the Thursday night football game. Uh, one of the things we're going to be doing on this show is discussing who is going to win each game. But obviously, uh, Nasser, you, you had the Buccaneers in that first game, right? Uh, yes, I did have the Buccaneers. Um, they brought back basically everyone from last year. Uh, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. They have weapons everywhere. They didn't really lose much. They drafted pretty well this uh, this past spring too. Um, so, and their division is pretty. Since the Drew Brees retirement, it's pretty. It's pretty lopsided. So, yeah, I had the Bucks. I had the Bucks. Yeah, and I think there's something that uh, it's hard to, to debate what you're surprised about. You know, I think uh, I was surprised in how well Dak Prescott played coming off that perfect ankle injury where basically his leg went sideways. Uh, I know people are surprised by Brady. I'm not. I think this is kind of a – not a, like a revenge tour-like season, but a, a season where he wants to validate last year and continue to win more. But I was more surprised by Gronkowski. Uh, I really thought that after last year, you know, I, th- I still think he'd be able to play. Uh, but, you know, I think that uh, – I think he'd be washed up a bit. And clearly not. A.B. is still – he looked like he, Antonio Brown – Pittsburgh Steeler Antonio Brown. Yeah, shock. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go undefeated. You know, I think a lot of people have that. I think every football team has a bit of a mishap, uh, you know, one week out of the season. But, Nasser, is there one takeaway you want to talk about just from that game? Um, Biggest takeaway from that game, I'd probably have to say I'd have to go with the Cowboys. I mean, I thought that the game wasn't going to be as I, I wasn't sure well, a lot of us weren't sure that Dak Prescott was ready physically and mentally to come back after that injury. Um, all eyes were on him as usual, since, even since the surgery. So I could feel the, I can imagine the pressure that he was, you know, going under throughout the whole off season and the contract talks and all that. Um, but I was actually very surprised to see how cohesive and how fluid they were as an offense. Um, the tough part is um, with the offenses firing as Tampa Bay, there's going to be a lot of games where the Cowboys are competing and they might be trailing. So like, you know, you try to like, think about where's this offense go with like Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott's he's, he's an outstanding talent at running back, but when they're chasing points and they have all these weapons with, you know, lamb and Amari Cooper, you saw the big day he had 13 catches, 139 yards, two scores. Um, and then you have Zeke, like you kind of, you're kind of pushed to go away from running the ball. So I, I don't think that O line is what they were prior but just Ezekiel Elliott there as a presence, um, it makes them arguably the most like firepowered offense in the league. Yeah, I think they can be a great team. I think the thing I was shocked about that he validated, Mark Cooper said, I think I'm the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah. Uh, last week, but I think everyone kind of laughed at that. Uh, yeah. But the good thing he said, though, was I have to prove it because I've never actually heard whether it's a corner or like a diva wide receiver. I've never heard someone say after that, I'm gonna, I have to prove it, though. You know, it's, yeah. it's always the I'm the best. But yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, I think the Bucks uh, didn't surprise me that they won. But what surprised me was how well some of their players played and how well the Cowboys played. Uh, a lot of bad coaching, though, for Mike McCarthy. But we'll see what happens. Let's get into our biggest headlines of the offseason. I think we'll just trade off one by one. 
My uh-huh. biggest headline is how many quarterbacks are in new homes. Uh, I'm going to go down the list. Carson Wentz to the Colts. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, with the Jaguars. Yep. Tyrod Taylor to the uh, Houston Texans, which is a situation because of the, what's going on with Sean Watson. Ryan Fitzpatrick to Washington, D.C., to the football team. Jared Goff in that trade. He's with the Lions now. Trey Lance. Uh, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, he's with the 49ers. Sam Darnold with the Carolina Panthers. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Mac Jones with the New England Patriots. Teddy Bridgewater out in Denver. Uh, James Winston out in New Orleans. I don't know who was there, but you know he took over to uh, Drew Brees. Justin mm-hmm. Fields, if he plays uh, in uh, Chicago. And I'm going to say Andy Dalton as well. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. That's 13 new quarterbacks uh, in new different places. That's almost half the league. Crazy. There's a lot of movement, and I don't think we're done yet. You know, who knows? What if Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, blows up and gets upset in, in Green Bay? They could trade him. I think that's definitely still on the table. And I think, uh, obviously, the Deshaun Watson situation is still unfolding. Mm-hmm. He, he's on the training block, probably could go to Miami. Uh, it's disappointing, you know, what's going on with him and how he behaved. Uh, but it's also disappointing as fans. You know, I think you can agree he's a top five quarterback when he's on the field. Yeah. So let's see what happens with that situation. But, yeah, that's a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, Nasser, that's my biggest takeaway uh, of the offseason is how many quarterbacks are in new places. What's yours? Uh, just to piggyback off of that, um, before I dive into mine, there are this whole, like, Patriots dynasty era, Tom Brady has been playing with basically, like, no sort of competent QB competition. I mean – you think about the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bills since, I don't know, maybe Chad Pennington. Um, Brett you can't think, you, yeah, Brett Favre briefly in New York. You can't like, think of a lot of guys that have, you know, come through the AFC East like a Josh Allen, like a Tua. And we'll see what they what they make. We've seen more from Josh Allen. But the amount of young QBs out there in today's game, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, like Deshaun Watson, there, and there's even more coming now. Um the Zach Wilson kid in New York, he's shown a lot of flashes. Like the um, it's 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 a very good era um to look forward to um from a QB perspective as a fan, just because there's so many guys moving around and this new nowadays, you know, the traditional QB used to be a thing. I would like to say it's thing, not a thing of a past, but you're seeing nowadays even the pocket passers are a lot more mobile. You see a lot of the Zach Wilsons, the Kyler Murrays, guys who like are very similar to like Johnny Manziel's build or, you know, Lamar Jackson's or Russell Wilson's, those dual threat type uh, quarterbacks are, they're the future of the league. Um, but that, I just wanted to piggyback and uh, give that point. But other than that, um, my one of my biggest headlines this offseason um, was really the plethora of wide receivers, star wide receivers in the league. I know we're going to dive into fantasy, but there are so many, so many wide receivers uh in today's game, it feels as if like QBs nowadays, it's, it's making their jobs like a lot more easier with the amount. Of, now look at the, for example, the Cincinnati Bengals, they just took um, Jamar Chase who had a brief of like a, a tough preseason here and there, but you know, he's a promising pick, but you just put him with Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. Those were two former T Higgins, was a first, a former first round pick. Tyler Boyd has had a couple 1000 yard seasons. So just in the blink of an eye, you already have three, you know, number one wide receiver talent. So the wide receiver, I, I've just, I don't know why it took me to this off season. I think I, we saw a glimpse of it last year with 
Stefan Diggs going off and the emergence of guys like Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. Um, now you see guys like Julio Jones, people are, you know, in draft rooms. And I hate to bring up fantasy again, but, you know, that just shows you how excited we okay. are. But taking Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, those guys are going late, like late in fantasy rooms. And you're like, that's crazy. That's just how talented the wide receiver position is nowadays. Yeah, I think you make a great point. You know, I think Tamar Chase is interesting. I wonder if that rust was it because he didn't play last year in the college football. Mm, mm. Yeah. There's one of the few guys that really uh, – took a stand to COVID and uh, really didn't play. And I mean, I, I know there were other players, but he was one of the few star players that, you know, decided that he didn't want to play. And I think even though he didn't play, I think his draft position was still relatively the same, given the fact that those quarterbacks were going to go in the same spot, no matter how well Jamar Chase really played because those teams needed quarterbacks. I'm going to go with COVID as my second headline, just because, you know, even though we have a vaccine, it we're really not, out of the pandemic. And I think we've seen a lot of different teams have different approaches. You know, I think the Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons are the only two um, teams that got fully vaccinated. And I, I'm interested in what ha- what's going to happen with Minnesota because so many teams or so many players in that team aren't vaccinated and the coach is really sick of it. And yeah. I think the reason why that happened is because I think, you know, I think, thank God this didn't happen in New England. I think if, Whatever the quarterback sets as an example, I think the players follow, you know, kind of like sheep, right? And yeah. I think they're looking at Kirk Cousins as the role model in the locker room and saying, okay, he's the leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to get it. And it's interesting that didn't really happen with the Patriots. You know, I don't think the Patriots are fully vaccinated. I think they're in like the 85% range. Um, but you saw a lot of guys in the locker room still get it, even though Cam, who was the leader of the team, not get mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah. I don't think that at the end of the day, I don't think it did. I don't think it cost Cam Newton his job. I think it was a factor. I think he was getting cut anyways. He said it in his uh, uh, podcast, the funky Friday. And I think what happened was, I think Belichick looked at this season was, you know, I don't think he looks at it as we're going to the Super Bowl. I think, you know, definitely a playoff team. And I think you might as well get the kid ready to go. And I think that maybe the, what happened with Cam was the last straw in terms of, you know, okay, now I'm going to cut him and, and release him into the, the free agency pool. But yeah, I think it's just interesting that uh, how much the COVID has still affecting, you know, each team, even though we're going to have fans in the stands. And I think in regards to Tom Brady, I think it's good. He got vaccinated because and I'm not surprised he didn't, because I think that guy does whatever he can to win. And if that, yeah. If it's in the way of get winning a championship, he's going to get the vaccine. But, you know, he, he, has, a, he has these immunity powders for TB12, and he promoted mm-hmm. that. And uh, mm-hmm. I was worried that I was going to get in the way. But, you know, he's a smart guy, and he, he wants to win the championship, and he has to set that example. So, yeah, like I said, I think I think COVID was a huge offseason uh, headline. Yeah, COVID's, COVID's really going to be – um, I, I feel like it's from a fan standpoint, we're not really we, we know we know about COVID, but we don't want to accept the fact that, yes, it's it's going to impact the NFL schedule. It's going to impact games. There are going to be players that are going to have to sit out. There are families who are going to be impacted. And that's just, I guess, kind of the way we're kind of going about it. I mean, we've seen people vaccinated still end up with, you know, that with COVID or exposed to people with COVID or whatnot. Um, so. 
right? I can't be here to tell you to get vaccinated or not, but I do know that, you know, each player has their due diligence to the team and, you know, they're going to, they're going to do what, you know, is best for their families first and then their team. But it's, um, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a gray area. It's, it's not as uh, it's not as black and white as people may make it seem. Are you worried, um, are you worried about the fact that players are going out on the road and might go out and get exposed to it? Uh, yes, I am. I, I am. I That's definitely a fair am. thing to worry about. Yeah, it's, 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 it's he's like colder too. Tampa. Yeah, I'm a little worried, but truthfully speaking, um, besides the COVID issue, um, did you like watch any of the Hard Knocks? Um, yeah, I did. I just, hear me out. I didn't get. I didn't. I didn't get into it too much. I was hearing here and there. I watched a couple episodes. Yeah, I did, but I, I think Nasser. I think you look at the fact that. I think it's a fine product, but you know, nothing insane happened with the team. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like now they have to film this and put it out. You know, you like a few years ago, you saw Antonio Brown with the Raiders being a complete jerk and, you know, being coming, crazy. coming down on the blimp. Yeah. Being crazy at training camp. Like that was the headline. Uh, I think when you had the, was it the Miami Dolphins? You know, Chad Ochocinco got arrested for, uh, domestic violence, which I was mm-hmm. shocked they showed, like the the fact that what happened within the organization the day after he got arrested, and that's yeah. an that's an eventful thing to happen. And yeah. uh, I'm trying to think, you know, obviously when the Jets were on, nothing crazy happened with the team. Yeah, Darrell Rivers is pulled out, but mm-hmm. you know, the personality of Rex Ryan, right? And mm-hmm. I don't think there was any juice in terms of the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they're they're arguably America's team, but like I said, do you, can you agree nothing eventful happened at the training camp? Nothing crazy happened. I, I mean, my most interesting uh, takeaway from Hard Knocks was uh, I was just admiring CeeDee Lamb and his route running. And, oh, and he balled out the other night. Yeah, and his skill. And he's he's just – he's too fun to watch. He's just – he's he's really talented. Yeah, and I'm happy too for him. You know, he, he was fourth in the league in drops last year. Um mm. Obviously, no training camp. Maybe that played a factor, or he's just adjusting to the NFL. But yeah, he got 16 fantasy points for me, and uh, for I sure. expect more. Um, so, it was Hard Knocks the second headline for you? Hard Knocks was my second headline. Uh, like my biggest wrap around around it was um, how this Hard Knocks it didn't really hit as much as the other ones in the past. Um, I don't know if it was because the Cowboys have this notorious uh, America's team. And then there's people who are very anti-Cowboys. So they didn't want to, people love to hate the Cowboys to the point where like they would not accept. And I'm not saying it's, it's crazy. Cause I sound like I'm contradicting myself, but people would, people who hate the Cowboys would really say, Oh, hard knocks wasn't good because they don't like the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Just that, that hatred would carry. But in this instance, um, I watch hard knocks basically every summer I have for the past, like, four years very consistently so i was like pretty pretty shocked at like you know it just it just didn't you know i don't know yeah maybe it's a cowboy thing and i'm not even nothing eventful happened yeah it it might just you know yeah i think uh it's interesting like i like how with hard knocks i think think they got to pick a team that no one you know except the team's rival hates Mm -hmm. you know last year they picked the la rams yeah, you know, obviously the Bengals a few years ago, mm-hmm. a bit different because 
I think, you know, obviously the Cleveland Browns hate them. That's an in-state rivalry, but they're not a hated team across the league. Um, And I'm trying to think of another team. So the Raiders, you know, I think maybe they're hated by teams in their division and, you know, people hate their fans for how over the top they are, but I don't think people hate the Raiders across the NFL. I think, yeah, I think you got to, if you want to have people watch casually, you got to have, you know, no one hates the Rams. I don't think, I don't know anyone who hates the LA Rams. No, and no. That makes it more uh-huh. interesting. And you learn about the team, you know, if, if the, uh, I'm trying to think if, what's a hated team? I don't know. Say if the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens were one of the teams watched, you know, it'd be an interesting team to see, you know, Lamar Jackson or Ben Roethlisberger. But the problem is every single other team in that division hates that team. So you lose that market probably right yeah yeah i agree and yeah i agree nothing eventful um which is interesting because you know the dallas cowboys usually do have some drama my last headline is mac jones nasser um i always felt he'd be the qb this season i thought it'd be like around week eight or week nine mm-hmm. not just right away i believe cam's vaccine had a role but i don't believe cam when he said mac would have been uncomfortable if i'm the starter and that's why he got cut I think Cam definitely, definitely not the reason. Definitely he's not the reason. Not good anymore, and I think Bill was sick of his, you know, drama. And you know, you really get one chance with the Patriots in terms of messing up. And I think it's just was, one. It was Cam it's just one. We uh, we saw with Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl. Yeah, in the big the biggest game of the year, and Bill decided and said, uh, "No, we're gonna go with this. We're gonna go with the third the third guy who was, you know, in his hotel on time. We're gonna go with that guy." Yeah, it's crazy. And that really divided the locker room a bit with Brady wanting to leave and, you know, some players wanting to leave. I, I don't know how the other leaders felt about it. Like, you know, um, Matt Slater. Pretty quiet. Pretty yeah, quiet. I, I think Devin McCourty was probably really pissed given the fact that uh, Nick Foles went over the top on the defense pretty much every play and they yeah. got lit up on defense. But, you know, we aren't built for the Super Bowl, so you might as well roll with the kid. You know, I really like his tenacity and, and – how well he's committed. You know, you saw the thing with Dante Hightower saying that he was teaching Cam some of the plays, which is just, I think, remarkable. And that he was reading, he was reading the defensive playbook to learn stuff. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, Nasser. Apparently his girlfriend's walking through plays with him in the front yard during the week, which is just. Yeah. I saw a Barstool post around that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, um, it's inspiring. It's all you want to hear. It's all you want to hear when you, with your first round QB. Yeah. Um, personally, I wasn't, I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, you see the Pat's flag, so, you know, yep. you know, you know, where my loyalty resides. Um, but I don't, I didn't, I wasn't even really a big fan of Mac Jones. I was a fan of him. Like I knew of him, but I, like when we drafted him, I wasn't like, oh yeah. But I think it was cause I was so heads over heels about Justin Fields that when we got Mac Jones, I was like, all right, bring this, this other Bama QB, another Bama QB that fails in the NFL. You understand? Um, but um, over the past months, he's been, you know, he's been warming me up. He's, he looks like a very efficient game manager QB. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he's, he's good for a couple of throws. Yeah. We can't compare him to Tom Brady. Uh, I think that's no. unfair. No one's Tom Brady. And, you know, people I, are gonna do that. Fans are gonna do that because that's just what fans do. They they want to compare something to a feeling that they felt before, and that feeling was happiness with Tom Brady. Yeah, and I think this is great for Mac Jones' the situation. You know, he's not taking over 
you know, you look at the guys that went in front of him. Obviously, I think the San Francisco 49ers with uh, Trey Lance, that, like, that's a good team he's going to walk himself into. Uh, yeah, good offensive great situation. Mind. Good offensive-minded coach. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are taking over dumpster fire organizations. And I think yeah, Mac, Mac, Jones, Mac Jones has the best head coach in the NFL. With mm. and he's got a, a great offensive-minded coordinator and quarterback coach in Josh McDaniels. And he's got a top five defense. So I think yeah. I'm happy. It's a, great, it's, it's a great foundation. It's not the Jacksonville Jaguars where you got a head coach who's never coached before and the worst offense in the league. Um, yeah. I think this is going to be fine for him. So, Nasser, I think you should say your last headline, then we'll get into our pick. You know, we'll just say who wins and maybe just the brief sentence why. But uh, what's your last headline? Uh Last headline I kind of bring over with this recent um, the injuries to Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, that really made me think about um, the Ravens potentially just having just just uh, basically like a season from hell. Um, a season from hell is probably the best way I can put it because when we think about it, their whole identity is running the ball and a great defense. Great defense. Run the ball. Stop the run. Run the ball. Be able to make a couple of throws here and there. Lamar's your star. You ride on him. And that's that's how they've been winning games the past couple of years. They didn't do a lot of winning last year, as we know. But that's sort of their identity. They don't have – I wish someone could name me the last 1,000-yard Ravens receiver. Maybe Anquan Bolden. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Jacoby. Rashad, Rashad Perryman. I just need – I'm just tossing names out there. You know, Ravens receivers, I know. Willie Sneed, I know he wasn't a 1,000-yard guy. So, um, I'm not saying Hollywood Brown. I know they, they just drafted Hollywood Brown. He's he's a burner. He's a very talented receiver. But he's not – I don't know if he's the he's your answer to transcending an offense that relies on the run, the legs of a superstar QB, and a defense. I don't know if a wide receiver – like, he blows the top open for sure, but – we're not saying he's a DeAndre Hopkins or uh, no, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones or Odell Beckham who's going to come and transcend an organization. And, you know, um, and Lamar needs that. So really my biggest takeaway uh, and popped in my head a couple of days ago is like the Ravens, they don't really, they have a lot of, lot of inexperienced weapons and Lamar, like I just, God forbid, I just hope he isn't as erratic this year running the ball. I hope he really like, invest in his body and by that i mean like sliding go out of bounds instead of trying to get those extra yard or two um because it's uh it's baltimore is in a they're in a competitive division as well steelers and browns harsh division so i don't know i'm not no i'm not saying they're gonna go three and 12 or three and 13 as the, the new schedule is or whatever it is but um I don't know. I'm just, I'm worried about Lamar. I'm worried about Lamar and how much weight he may have to, how much, how much of the load he's going to have to carry. Yeah. He's going to have to carry the team. Did you mention, uh, what was it? Tory Smith? No, I didn't mention Tory Smith. Did he, did he get right, it? Up? I'm just thinking names. Maybe Steve Smith as well. He was a baller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? He played in a short stint with the Ravens. Yeah. So yeah, let's get into our picks. I'll just say brief sentence. Why? Um, Jaguars versus the Texans. I'm going to go with the, uh, the Jaguars. I don't think that the Texans are used to having Tyrod Taylor yet, and I don't think he's ready. Uh, yeah. 
Chargers versus the football team. I got the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert's kind of a monster year this year. Mm-hmm. Seahawks, Colts, I'm going with the Seahawks, just a better team. Revenge game for Sam Darnold. However, yep. I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm just – I think okay. that's my upset, you know. Okay. I don't think I it's like a terrible upset. The Panthers really aren't that good. You know, they have McCaffrey, but he's coming off an injury. Yeah. Uh, Vikings, Bengals. No, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think Joe Burrow first came back. You know, I would pick the Vikings against like any other. I would pick the Vikings, yeah. the really worst team. But I, I think, uh, or sorry, I'm going with the Vikings. But I think if they were playing against a really good team, it'd be a landslide. I just think the Bengals aren't that good. Yeah. Um, Cardinals, Titans. Going with the Titans. I think the Titans are loaded this year. If you want to very loaded. Very loaded. 49ers, Lions, I think the Lions are going to be a mess. You know, I love the energy of their new coach, but I think he's kind of a tool this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he reminds me a bit of a high school football coach. You know, they saw – when there were players fighting in practice, he said, I love it, I want that every day. Like, he didn't He didn't mean that. Yeah. Bill Steelers, I think this is uh, – It's a great game. That's a great game. game of the day, arguably. I got the Bills. Falcons, mm-hmm. Eagles, I'm going with the Falcons. I think Kyle Pitts is going to go off today. I'm just – I'm just excited to watch him. He's Chiefs- going to be a rookie, rookie to watch. Yep. Chiefs-Browns, I'm going with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think that they are going to have a bit of a Super Bowl loss hangover this year. Mm-hmm. Or I think they're just better than the Browns. Packers-Saints mm-hmm. going with the Pack. Giants-Broncos. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think Daniel Jones is a little bit bad. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, 29 fumbles in two seasons is too much. I shouldn't think he's good. I think Pat's at home. I think if they're on the road in Miami where they always struggle, I think they lose. And Rams, Bears. Is Dalton playing or is it Fields? Uh, it's Dalton. He, he was named to start a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, he, he was you know, a very shitty backup last year in, in Dallas. And I, yeah. I don't see it changing in Chicago. You know, I think if he took over the Patriots you know, and had a loaded roster, I think it's, uh, it's a bit different. But I'm mm. the Rams – and then their last game tomorrow night, Ravens-Raiders, as much as the uh, Ravens are going to be rattled a bit by their injuries, I still think they're, yeah. they're going to have to beat the Raiders. So, yeah, those are my picks. And then we'll get into fantasy after your picks. All righty. So, to start off our week one slate to begin the new NFL year, uh, mine are kind of out of order, I think, just because of the way we're looking at schedules. I'm on, um, I'm on Google, so, yeah, a different. Oh, you are? Okay, I was on ESPN. Um, so Dolphins, Pats, shout out all my Pats fans. Um, I got the Pats here. I think, uh, like we said, Mac Jones, great foundation. We have a great dual running back, um, uh, depth chart right now. I yeah. think we're going to, we're going to be very efficient running the ball. We have one of the best offensive lines, um, in the league. I think once we get the Patriots are always at their best with two tight ends. So I think we're going to play. Amazing game of defense. I think it might be a little closer than we thought. You know, Mac Jones is a rookie. He might make a couple mistakes. Um, but I got the Pats. I got the Pats easily. So, Pats on the first one. Eagles-Falcons. I'm going to go with the Falcons here. Um, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a high-scoring game. Not a lot of defense. But um, I think Matty Ice is going to really fill out his new weapons. You know, Kyle Pitts. Uh, Calvin Ridley gets to really, you know, get all these targets now that Julio's, uh, yeah, he's Julio's a gone. He's a, he's a bigger stud just as much as Julio was last year. Yeah, those Bama receivers, they're, they're different. Um, Devontae Smith, you know, on the Eagles side, shout out the Bama wide receiver. Um, he's made his debut. So I got the I got the 
Falcons in that one. Steelers Bills, as we mentioned, uh, one of the biggest day, games of the day. I have the Bills um, edging them out probably by three points. I think it's gonna be a close game. Steelers have a great defense as well. I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, um, they're gonna figure it out. I want to. They gotta figure out their um, their running back situation. And they have Singletary and Zach Moss, but no one is really the clear cut guy. Yeah, no one. I, I don't know. Yeah, but the, they'll, they'll figure it out. I, they're just still great, uh, fantastic team. Vikings, Bengals. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be slinging it. The Bengals, the Bengals. They have a lot of promise on offense, but their defense is very, you know, very – it still has some improvement to make. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Vikings on that one. They're O-line as well. <laughs> yeah, O-line as well. Hopefully Joe Mixon can have, you know, a decent rushing year this year. Niners, Lions. I'm going to go with the Niners. Um, as much QB controversy as we've heard from uh, Trey Lance and Jimmy G, uh, the, the Niners, they know who they are. That's yeah. also what it is. Yeah. They, know what they, are. they know what their identity, they've, they've been here before. The Lions, like you said prior, they're a mess. Um, all they were holding on to is Matthew Stafford. I don't even know what's going on. They let the um, Kenny Galladay is now in New York. So there's a uh, Detroit's in a little bit of a they don't have Stafford. A little bit of a switch. They yeah. uh, they're with Goff. Oh, yeah, no, I was mentioning how they, they were holding on to holding on to Stafford prior. Now they, yeah, I they're I agree. They're also yeah. a franchise. I feel like it's one of those franchises in our lives, Nasser. They're just mm-hmm. always going to be bad. Yeah, it, they, they've been pretty bad most of my life. They just, be, yeah. Yeah. And Let's besides be, Megatron, everything besides Megatron is just, you know, that's, that's all I got from Detroit. Yep. Cardinals, Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, another, uh, I don't want to say Super Bowl contender, but I'll say AFC Championship contender. Uh, the Tennessee Titans. You know, uh, Julio Jones is. Um, I think people are sleeping on it. Like Julio Jones, like you can't double cover him or AJ Brown, and you have Derrick Henry. Like their their offense. Like Tannehill is a great game manager too. He's he's figured it out. They're going to be a team to watch on offense. Like every Sunday, every Sunday, they're going to put up points. They shouldn't have any problem putting up points. Uh, Titans there, Seahawks, Colts. I have the Seahawks here. Uh, Russell Wilson, you know, bit of a bumpy training camp, but he figured out the contract stuff. Um, just like the other teams, they know who they are. There's another rodeo. Um, they, the Seahawks always, Russell Wilson always starts out hot. And then the rumors start to come like, oh, like Russell Wilson for MVP. And then, um, he, he cooled off last year. Years past, I'll defend him. Um, but I feel like he should have an MVP night now. Russell Wilson's just – he's a stud. He's just he's, a stud. He needs a good defense, though, to help him get that MVP because it really has been all on him, right? Yeah, yeah. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. The boom's been gone for, what, like three years? Yeah. We'll see. I mean, he's uh, – Carson – Chris Carson, he, they've dealt with some injuries. Chris Carson's been up and down. Metcalf and Lockett really stepped it up last year. Um but yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, Russell Wilson, just Russell Wilson alone, he's gonna get you. He's good eight wins by himself. He'll yeah. get you eight wins by himself. You know what I mean? So, um, hopefully they round it up for him. You know, he's superstar of the league. Chargers, Washington. I am going to go with Washington. I actually like Washington this year. I like where they're going. Okay. I like I like their foundation. They have an amazing defense. Um, a great pass rush. Terry McLaurin is one of the emerging receivers um, in the league. I mentioned that um, a little bit earlier. Gibson and McKissick is a very, very underrated uh, running back uh, duo. I found out like three weeks ago that 
Antonio Gibson was actually a wide receiver at college before entering the NFL. Now he's a, one of the he's one of the best young running backs in the league now. McKissick, I had him in my fantasy team last year. He's an amazing receiver out of the backfield. So they have they have something good going over there. And they just drafted uh who did they draft? How do they draft any? How do they draft? I'm not quite sure. But they have um that Lance Thomas kid, a tight end. So he's been he's been pretty promising. Um, Jets, Panthers. I'm gonna go with the Jets. Um, I think that's my other upset. I think Wilson. Um, he's gonna. I think he's he's my he's my guy to look out for. He looked great in preseason. I know it's preseason, but um, that's my upset today. Uh, the Jets, even though they're running back depth chart, and you know, I think Tevin Coleman is starting at running back for them, and he's been in the league for how many years? Jags, Texans. I'm gonna go Jags here. Trevor Lawrence debut. Texans are a mess. Uh, Browns Chiefs, which is actually my pick of the day. It was the Steelers Bills, um, but I forgot the Browns and Chiefs are on. Browns Chiefs, that's my game of the day. Potential AFC Championship uh, preview. Odell Beckham, uh, first game back from ACL. The Chiefs, first game back from their Super Bowl loss. Um, it's it's going to be and the rematch of last year's AFC Championship. Um, this year, this game is uh, it's going to be entertaining. Going to be very entertaining. The Browns have uh, improved on defense. The uh, Grant Delpit, their safety that they drafted last year. I don't think he got a chance to play. I think he tore his Achilles, I believe, in training camp last year. Yeah, so yeah. he's back. He's joining that secondary with Denzel Ward and those boys, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney just signed the deal. So we'll see. We'll see what the Browns are made of. They've been really quiet. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, best running back duo in the league. I think we should we should both agree. Yeah. Um, but eventually I do have the Chiefs. Winning by a field goal, I think it's going to be an amazing game. Uh, classic week one game. Uh, so, yeah, that's that one. Packers Saints. I got the Packers here. No Mike Thomas. Kamara's going to have to do a lot. I think Rodgers and Devontae just going to, you know, power the way. Randall Cobb's coming back. Uh, so, I got the Packers. Broncos Giants at MetLife. I have the Broncos winning this one. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, another game manager. They have a, they have a lot of weapons on uh, offense. Uh, Jerry Judy, first round from last year. He was a little dinged up, but the QB situation was a little messy. Um, I think he's going to be great this year. Cortland Sutton, he tore his ACL early on last year. Um, he's, back. he's he's back in the fold. The Giants, uh, they're 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 limiting Saquon uh, for this week, where they're seeing how many snaps he can get um, since he tore his ACL. So, um, Daniel Jones, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know Evan Ingram's hurt again. Uh, Sterling Shepard, he'll be out there too. Hopefully, I think it'll be a close game. Closer than we think, but I got the Broncos winning that one. Bears-Rams, um, primetime on NBC. I'm going to go Rams. Amazing defense. I think Stafford is going to sling it all over the place. A lot of cup, a lot of woods, a lot of Higby. Um, they have decent uh, running back play. I know they have uh, Henderson, and they took they took uh, Michelle off our hands. But I think I got the Rams uh, blowing the Bears out by a substantial margin. And then on Monday night, we have Ravens and Raiders. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Tyson Williams is going to step in. Le'Veon Bell, see if he gets any snaps. But like I said, they, they know themselves. They know their identity. Um, great defense. Run the ball. Time of possession. And I think they're going to Take the win. So those are my week one picks. I know it took a little bit. I took a little long there. Our first, you know, this is my excitement. First week picks, a little explanation after That's each okay. pick. I'm excited too. Um, now let's get into fantasy football. So my lineup, I'm going top to bottom. Aaron Rodgers, 
you know, I, week one, so I'll talk about why I picked him. Uh, I think he's either going to have an MVP season or it's going to, you know, really uh, blow up chemistry-wise in the Packer locker room. Uh, so I think might as well take the chance, right? I think he can have another MVP season. Alvin Kamara, I picked him because I think, you know, you can always depend on him having a good season. I think new quarterback uh, and Michael Thomas not being reliable. I think that you're going to see a very downfield running team this year. Um, Josh Jacobs, I just think he'll be a, a good player. I really don't know a whole lot about him. I'm going to be honest. Uh, my number one wide is DK Metcalf. I think he's just only going to get better. Um, I know people think Gronk is probably the most like physical like specimen in terms of players. Um, I think it's DK Metcalf. Uh, CD CD Lamb can't really do anything now with him in the lineup. Sheesh. Yeah, CD and DK. Okay. Yeah. So CD, I can't do much about now because he already played. However, he played really well. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to have a good year because Dak Prescott's back. And I think that comfortability of being in the NFL, um, you know, of the second year, I think it's going to be better than the first year. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, Dak Prescott being back and DK Mac or CD Lamb having that comfortability in year two, I think it's going to be a good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Andrews, my Baltimore tight end. Uh, I just think he'll have a good year because Lamar Jackson's uh, back better than last year. Uh, I yeah. think, you know, I think he just, prog- I think he progresses uh, each year. You know, we saw that he finally won a playoff game. So he has that uh, off the back of his shoulders. Um, I'm going to go Jerry Judy as my Denver wide receiver. I See, that, a- that's a, uh, that's a flex. Yep. And I, Sheesh. it's a 10 team. Yeah. Yeah. I but like that. Too. This wouldn't happen in 12. Um, yeah. You know, I think that the you know, Denver Broncos really have anyone um, in the running game. So I think that you know, he'll get a lot of targets. I don't know. Bridgewater, I think when he's healthy, and I think Bridgewater is one of those guys that he has to, if for him to play well, a lot of things around him have to be going good. Yeah. He played well in Carolina. Um, and Minnesota, but he had a lot of good things around him, like a good coach. Someone, a, you know, a running back like uh, Christian McCaffrey, he could toss the ball to if he needed to get bailed out. And I just don't know what is that – what's going to be in Denver that's going to help him? What's what's going to be that support is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Um, I think if they had a uh, – I know they have Melvin Gordon still. Who's that running back that's been making – there's a running back. There's a backup. Um uh, backup running back for the Denver Broncos. I forget his name. His name slipped my mind. I apologize. But um, he's been showing a lot of promise. But I, my point was, I, I already mentioned prior about the um, wide receiver depth and the playmakers, KJ Hamler, Judy, and Cortland Sutton coming back. They got Noah Fant at tight end. He showed a lot of flashes last year. Um, if they had a very formidable running game, very consistent, because last year when they had Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon, there was – it was, it was the elephant in the room was almost like who should be the guy. I guess yeah. it almost felt like they were guilted to giving it to Melvin Gordon because they signed him. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, are we going anywhere with him? You know, he's, he's, you know, what are we doing with him? Um, so I do agree he, with you. Who's got support for Bridgewater? Just, I, I just think he's yeah. well when there's some, there's good stuff around him. Yeah. I know. You just gotta. We just gotta hope that the old line really protects him. If the old line and they didn't do that last year for um, no. what's his name? Uh, I his name. Yeah, a lot. 
Yeah. So, so it could go well, but I think, you know, Judy is one of those guys who can make plays just the fact that he's extremely athletic and more, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he, almost, he can, I think he has the potential to be one of those guys where, you know, it doesn't matter really who his quarterback was, is, you know, kind of like how, but you know, Julio Jones is like, you know, Matt, Matt Ryan had seasons where he wasn't playing well, but it's like Julio gets open regardless. You know, you, you get that. You remember that play in the Super Bowl where he, he brought it back in like 10 feet off the ground. So the best catches I've ever seen. No slam, both feet in bounds. And that ball was horribly thrown. Horribly. Horribly. And I think, I just think Judy can be a guy that's like that or, you know, He's got a big catch radius. You know, the ball's thrown in a bad spot. I'm going to go get it because uh, I'm very athletic. And I think he's just going to be one of those guys. You know, like I said, Bama receivers are something different. You know, we know that. Yeah. So my defense, I have the Buffalo Bills. I just think it's uh, – It's a great D. It's a great solid D. go to the Super Bowl. Uh, and my, right. my, my kicker is – Jason Myers, who's the Seattle kicker. Like you said, Russell Wilson gets off to a great start every year. Every year. happens. Um, hopefully it's a longevity type of a great season for the Seahawks. Yeah. Because uh, he's going to get points based on how well the offense performs. And if Russell Wilson's not clicking, uh, I think having DK Metcalf back in his third year will, mm. um, you know, make the offense better. He, You know, and he's – there's a training camp this year. And I don't know. I, I think the Seahawks can be good. Um, so, yeah, like I said, he, it depends on how well the other guys around, around the Seahawks play. So that's my lineup. Um, I am projected. My win probability right now is 49%. So Right on the line. Right on the line. It's going to come down to the wire. So let's hear about your lineup, Nasser. All right. My lineup here, starting at QB, the always reliable Russell Wilson. This might be like my third. I always go – I'm always in a couple – I'm always in multiple fantasy leagues. Russell Wilson, I think, has been in one of my leagues the past four years, I believe. Dual threat, runs the ball. um, Can't get better than him. And he doesn't turn the ball over, most importantly. So, Russell Wilson, easy pick. Um, my running backs are Austin Eckler and Seahawks is Chris Carson. Chris Carson I had last year too. Um, very productive when he's healthy. The if is where uh, where the problems lie, but he's a really good running back. Um, Austin Eckler, uh, I've been hearing things that he's basically going to be like the Kamara of this offense. Young QB Justin Herbert, usually QBs in year two take a pretty big leap. Um, Eckler he had a season last year too. Yeah. So I think uh, I think Eckler's going to be on the beneficiary of that. Um, so I, I'm expecting a big year. I actually have high expectations. He was my first. He was my first round pick. I think I picked. I think I had the eighth pick. Eighth pick, and I picked him, and that wrapped around and got. Um, oh, next pick, Stephon Diggs. My wideouts are. St- and this is a three wide receiver league, ten man. So and there's so three wide receivers. A flex still. Yeah, and a flex. So oh, it gets wow. it gets competitive. Just because you know when I mentioned the wide receivers. I, I'm not the commissioner of this league. Yeah, I'm not the commissioner of this league, but I did advocate for hey, we got so many wide receivers. Let's make it interesting. You know, let's let's okay, draft yeah. them all. 
This headline tied into fantasy. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I have Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin, and Odell Beckham Jr. Those are my uh, top three starters. I also drafted Michael Thomas. He's currently out, so he's on my IR. Try to pocket him for, you know. Not a bad yeah. IR, though, for a point. Got to make that midseason switch. You know, so I got to turn the Jets on. So, hopefully, when he gets back, we can keep it rolling. Um, Big Randy Terry McLaurin. You think Randy Moss is coming back? Really? He said something no, like no, that? No, no, no. I'm, I'm kidding. I, oh. I, I knew so – I I knew a guy. I who only asked him. that because um, Terrell Owens was on um, Shannon Sharp's podcast, and I listened to it. And he was really serious about coming back. Like, yeah, he, very, yeah. very serious. Good for him. Let him try it. But yeah, uh, I, I, knew, I knew a guy who held on to Randy Moss the year he retired, just in case. You know, like just in case. Yeah, like those. I don't blame. Those, those, I don't blame like, yeah, it wasn't years after he retired. It was just like the season, his first season out. Because he was First still, out. who knows? Yeah, so you have a great team so far. So go on. Yeah, so uh, you know, Diggs led the league in receiving yards and catch last year. He's a big wide receiver one. Terry McLaurin, we've mentioned his name a couple of times today. Um, I expect another great year from him. He had a great year last year. Odell, my man, arguably like the most talented receiver ever to play. You know, saying my, really no, my I'm going, I'm going second, my man, or third. They're, it's okay as long as he's in the. Conference. I don't know how you put you don't put Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I, well, Randy and Calvin are probably ahead of him. I'd probably put Julio ahead of him too if we're just talking just pure talent and ability. It's just, it's just because Odell has shown you something with his, you know, Moss beat you with his vertical, Calvin beat yeah. you with his speed. Yeah, Odell, no one we've never seen someone beat you with their hands. You know. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. I know why he's yeah. up there. Yeah, I feel you. So yeah, hopefully he's. I just need him to be healthy, please. I have, I had, and I have him in. I think three, all three of my leagues. So I really need Odell to be uh, healthy. Uh, Noah Fant, uh, I had mentioned a couple of minutes before with the Denver Broncos. Good young tight end. I have him. He had a good year last year. Hopefully, get some consistent running back. I mean, tight end play. We need, we need uh, Bridgewater to play well. I need Bridgewater to play well. Just, I just <laughs> need, I just need some, some dunks. Some, give me some eight yard dunks. Like check yeah, down we- to the tight end. We That's can both agree if, if Bridgewater's not playing well, your guy's not playing well, and neither is uh, Judy. We're, Bronco, we're Broncos fans this year yeah. for, for once. We're Broncos fans. Tyson Williams, um, he actually – we mentioned Dobbins and um, Gus Edwards going down. He immediately steps up. They The Ravens just signed Le'Veon Bell. I actually picked him up on this team too. He's on my bench. But Tyson Williams, I flexed him today, and I had a tough time – I didn't know who I was going to flex. I also drafted Jacoby Myers, uh, beloved young Pats receiver. Love him to death. He's, he's very reliable, catches the ball. Um, and he used to be a QB, if you didn't know that. I think you, you must have known that probably. But I guess he used to be a QB. So he basically with position switching like that, when you step into another position like that, he can already relate to what the QB is thinking. So it almost makes it like not a mismatch, but he already has an advantage against the defense. Exactly. He's bringing in QB experience. So I just – Leads him to float in better areas on the field. Tyler Higby, Stafford's going to throw it around. Um, I had to pocket him on my bench. Russell Gage is going to be now that uh, Falcons number two. Um, alongside Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan's a slinger. Hopefully shows me some things. J.D. McKissick um, and Chase Edmonds, my PPR guys, catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, yeah, they're on my bench. That's basically rounds it out. My rounds on my team. Are, are you, you projected the win? I'm projected 124 points, but I think the team I'm facing 
Um, this is in a league with my buddies from school. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm projected actually. I'm projected, I'm projected to lose. I'm actually projected to lose by 15 points. The guy that I'm facing, he had um, Godwin from uh, Godwin from the Bucks and a defense. So, yeah, I'm predicted to lose by 15. But projections are nothing. No, hey, you know, hey, forget the nerds. We're going to win this week. Yeah, yeah, we're going to win. Yeah, we're, not, I, we're not math. I, I, I didn't know Jacoby Myers was a, was a uh, quarterback before – obviously being a star wide receiver. I know this is really bad, but I think it'd be hilarious if like the Patriots needed a quarterback. Cause some people think they're going to bring back cam, you know, if, if they need him, like, you know, an emergency filler guy, I don't that's think that's going to happen, but could you imagine how cam would, how mad cam would be if they chose Jacoby Myers to play QB before him? Well, oh, he'd be irate. He'd be, he'd be irate. He'd be, he'd be, <laughs> he'd be so mad. But I think Nasser, what I really don't like, what Belichick did before we go, mm-hmm. if you knew that you weren't going to keep Cam long term and you were going to release him, yeah, why didn't they go after Gardner Minshew, who is just a, a six round pick? They could they could have got him, and he, dude, that's a good backup, great backup. You saw what he did in Jacksonville; he's a great backup. Yeah, coach him up, you know, uh, show him what it's like to win, and. I don't know. I think I don't know how long it took Belichick to realize that this isn't our guy anymore. But Gardner Minshew went to the Eagles like three or four days before uh, Cam Newton got released. Crazy. But oh well. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Our our uh, first Spotify uh, session. We will be back either on Tuesday or Wednesday before the Thursday night game. Thank you, Nasser. Thanks again. All right.